Hey, Sexy World Travelers, your boy Big Sexy here before the episode to let you know that we had a little bit of technical snafus during the episode, and so I tried my best to do the edit, but I know I missed some bull noises, and it may not be synced up perfectly, but well, you know, we're almost to episode 80, we're not there yet, so enjoy 74, leveling up, ha <laughs> ha, funny joke, because you'd think we'd level up by now, but... We had technical issues, so not yet. What's going on? It's Saturday night and the mood is right. No, it's not actually Saturday night. That's just where we left off. Being a big, sexy, and judgmentalist recap of our trip to Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, we're going to pick up where we left off. We're going to talk about some karaoke. We're going to talk about the secret circus. We're going to talk about whatever we didn't talk about last time and probably a little bit more. Here he is. Kick it off your host, Big Sexy. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whenever this is hitting your ear holes, I hope that it is good. Uh, man, I, as I was thinking about you know recording for today and go, okay, what are we what are we talking about? Oh shit, we hit, we didn't hit Sunday at all, and Sunday was a big fucking day for us uh, back in old Sin City. Um, and then of course a lot has happened in the past week. <laughs> week so then i got here oh yeah fuck we got this and this gotta talk about this and we gotta go over here uh if you're a new listener shout out to any new listeners who joined us recently uh if you're a uh a, a scoop who's listening to the podcast and you've hit us up uh, on email letting us go to scoop fest we got you your uh your your entry is in the virtual bucket and good luck Good luck. I hope you uh, win the whiskey barbecue ticket. I wish we had one for all of you, but we don't. We just got one. So good luck to the one who wins it. Also, uh, anybody who knows how to stream on Twitch, and I'll be reaching out to Wayne, who I know is behind on our episode, so it'll be too late by the time he hears this through this broadcast channel. But uh, we want to be able to live stream episode 80, which is where we plan to draw for the whiskey barbecue ticket just so that there's an, ep- an abundance of fairness and right. we don't know what the hell we're doing like i used to occasionally stream myself playing video games on twitch this was not something that i was i was just doing it for fun like i'm gonna if i'm gonna sit and play a video game why not live stream it because then you might get some random passerby that would pop in and chat with you, which would happen occasionally. And yeah. So that being said, I logged into Twitch for the purposes of trying to just jump on and test a live stream for this episode while we recorded it. And boy, oh boy, not to say that I really knew what I was doing two or three years ago when I last dropped a stream, it is not as easy as people it I seems sure to sure don't know how to do it now. And when I did it before, I know that I didn't have all the fancy little stuff like where you get the little frames and all this other 
pretty shit. I didn't do any of that. It was like, it was literally just, I set it up live streaming from the camera. So that it was streaming whatever was running into it. And I was, you know, video of me was sitting down in the corner, like you traditionally have on those. And that was it. No more frills other than just my ugly face in the corner and whatever game I was playing at the time on the main screen and end of, end of it. So we don't know what the hell we're doing. It's we'll it, figure it, it out. We'll, we'll reach out to I know it's work and we're planning on doing this for one episode, one time, like our, but you, I mean, if it, if it takes off and we get quite a few streamers, you know, I mean, maybe that's something we can add a, as a feature to this, uh, um, for our Patreon folks, they can get, you know, access to our Twitch stream. The, the downside to uh, it is, is that our recording schedule, while we, we, we kind of have a general target is still relatively inconsistent. Like right now, <laughs> until mid April, we're going to be recording around Thursday afternoon, which is Thursday right. noon ish or one your time. But when you flip back to the other side of the world, then we're going to be recording early in the morning, my time, probably. Right. So, which will be mid evening, early evening, my time. Right. Which will be fuck all knows when it is on our listeners' time. Because I know that you, you guys know. are all over the place. So, you know, and we thank you. We're for certainly that. not opposed to it, but also out of respect to it, to to the whole process. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, our boy Wayne over at a uh, hey buddy, nice podcast. He. <laughs> Twitch streams, drawings, and things of that nature, and and fuck all, he just does it when he feels like yeah. doing it. So, if you catch a stream, you catch a stream. So I think if it works out, if it's something that seems like you know is doable and we enjoy doing it, then you know it, it's another it's another option, another possibility for a big sexy digital nomad to get out there and get into the world. And you never know who you might catch. Uh, I I know there's something called rating. A Twitch stream, or you know, somebody can drop all their the Twitch stream. Yeah, where uh, yeah, where they drop all their followers over in your Twitch stream. So that that idea sounds amazing. I have no idea how the fuck that happens or how to do anything like that. But I know that there are Twitch streamers who do, and I would love it if a Twitch streamer dropped a whole bunch of people into our Twitch stream because we were talking about whatever the fuck we're talking about at the time. Look, I'm going to break it down real for you. I barely can play the video games that I used to stream. So (laughs) putting all the rest (laughs) of it together and getting into the complexities of it are just, yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I I used to think maybe I should stream me playing like, because I play my PlayStation. Now that I'm back in the U.S., I've been playing my PlayStation kind of frequently. Maybe I should live stream me playing, you know, playing Watch Dogs 2, which is an old ass game. Uh. Also, I don't play it like a bunch of regular people play. Like I play, but you know, I also uh, uh, what they call it. I also not not garden, not tool. When you um, when you go just when you go just to get a bunch of shit. See, this is how long it's been mining? since I've gamed. I can't even remember mining. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I can't even remember the name for. The, the the gaming terminology for shit that I'm what, doing. What, what is the style? Uh, and, and I promise everybody we're going to get back onto the rest of our Vegas adventures here. But what, what, style, what style of games do you tend to gravitate toward? Uh, I'm a nerd gamer. So, like, I love playing Avengers, Spider-Man, 
Um, I tried playing like the Iron Man game. So if it had like nerd content, Some branded stuff that you love uh, from the regular world, right? Outside the, in the gaming world, I was big on Destiny. Uh, Destiny held my time for a lot, a long, long period of time. I was a World of Warcrafter. Um, it took a while for me to get into World of Warcraft, but once I was in it, fuck all. I understand why I didn't want to get in it because I would be on there for hours. So fucking much time burnt running around looking for shit. And then uh, I wasn't always connected online. So the community aspect of it wasn't always there. And then once it was, made some amazing friends. As a matter of fact, if you go listen to our bonus episode, uh, Medieval Mind Boner, uh, you get to meet AJ and Kirsty, uh, who I met on playing Destiny on the PlayStation or, or, and became lifelong friends. So that aspect of it was pretty cool. But otherwise I like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much a solo gamer. I don't have two controllers. You know, people don't come over and play. Like I always had dreams. That'd be really cool. Come over game or game or whatever, but not, not for me. And like fighting games, I never got into because I don't have the brain space to remember the, the combos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that are needed to really dominate those kind of games. I'm a button masher or like, you know, a skilled, uh, or I can run jump. And once I figure out the shooting, do all that kind of stuff. But other things like that, I wasn't into I'm also not just like racing games. So I was never a big Nintendo guy. I've always been a, a PlayStation guy, a Sony guy ever since the first Sony came out before that I was into Sega. Sega. And, uh, I, I, Played that it was I knew Nintendo. I had I had a Nintendo sixty four, but even on the sixty four games like GoldenEye, you know, uh, yeah. Conquer's Big Day or Big Fucking Day or whatever it was, um, those type of games were what, what what really really drove me. You, so I um, first of all, I will say with respect to the the, the branded consoles. I believe that at some point in time in my life, I have owned every single connect to a TV console that Nintendo has ever put out. So not necessarily all the Game Boy iterations, but the, the everything from right. the original Super 64 GameCube. Uh, I think we would have been next. Wii U. And now the switch I've had each and every one. Um, gotcha. If I missed one in there, I probably still had it. I'm just blanking on it. I still have those original three consoles and a switch. The, the, the GameCube was obsolete when they brought it out. And right. I, I had, a, I had a GameCube uh, for a hot minute because somebody gifted it to me. And yeah. And, and, the Wii U replaced the Wii pretty quickly. And then I got rid of that when the switch came out. Um, as far as the style of games that I play that I gravitate toward, this is in the PlayStation realm and I've owned every iteration of the, the five now playstations. I have never purchased an Xbox console from beginning to end. I no. I, I I'm 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 acquired a 360 through marriage that still to this day probably if we still own it collects dust. I've, I've never <laughs> played a game on it. Uh, not not for me. 
I don't know why, just whatever. The the games that that let me just put it this way. The folks at Bethesda are geniuses. I cannot tell you how many times I've purchased Skyrim. I purchased it when it came out on PlayStation 3. I purchased it when it came out on PlayStation 4. I purchased it when it came out on PlayStation. Oh, look, it's on the Switch now. We're buying that too. I have bought same game <laughs> on multiple platforms multiple times. Additionally, the way that they often work in the PlayStation platform is that you buy Skyrim on 11, 11, 11 when it comes out. Yep, I remember the exact day right. it came out. Oh, look, now it's right. the game of the year edition. Yeah, we're buying that too. I've probably bought Skyrim six times. Um, so so Skyrim, Oblivion, which was the precursor to it, or was it? Yeah, Oblivion. Okay. Um, all the Fallout games from three to date. Love them. Love that kind of game. Um, and it's another one of those you were talking about mining like I'm a fucking hoarder in games like that. One of the first things, although it's not a skill from a fighting standpoint that I uh, care about because it's not my fighting style in those games, but strength is often one of the first upgrades that I do because it allows me to store and carry more shit. The, I, I want to buy the house that's available for me to buy the moment that I can so I can ditch shit there because I collect shit, I sell shit, I acquire shit, I trade for shit, I kill people to get their shit, and I don't even do anything with shit, <laughs> you know? Like, a lot of people will go to shops and buy the weapons. I want to go forage for them and and, and collect them from places. Um, the Zelda games within the Nintendo platform, Breath of the Wild and now Tears of the, the Kingdom, I am a day one purchaser of all of those. I am a day wow. one purchaser of anything that Bethesda ever puts out. Uh, I almost, no, this is, I don't actually, I'd have to ask my wife how accurate this statement is. Um, I almost got divorced over fallout 76, which was the network based one. I spent so much time on playing fallout versus that uh, game for three months. Um, right. The, the, the pandemic hit lockdown hit and my entire family, while we did not in those early months, and still to this day, me have avoided getting COVID. We certainly were infected with Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> uh, I believe that my mother-in-law still plays that game more than once a week. And yeah, never, never have, never have. recently, I have gotten into a new game that has come out called Pikmin 4. And... I don't devote a ton of time, but I'll probably three or four days a week throw 30 minutes into that game. And one of the most exciting things for me about Pikmin 4 is that Pikmin 4 is where I'm getting into the franchise, which means when I'm done with it, I can go get Pikmin 1 and 2 and 3. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm usually the best part right now for my family is that I'm usually impossible to buy for. But I've dropped right. a little nugget of, hey, the Switch has a combo of Pikmin 1 and 2, and then Pikmin 3 is out there. So, you know. Now, are you hard to buy for because people don't know what you like, or you're hard to buy for because you're the type of person when you like something, you just fucking go get it? 
I, I would say that it's it's all of the above. Um, it's not that people don't like. I just don't want stuff. You know, I'm more of an experience right. than a stuff person. Same. Uh, now, now, yeah. same. Not not before. Before I was a give me shit, but now I want I want to do don't shit. Don't get me wrong. I got a lot of stuff. Shit. But I don't need more stuff. And, right. and and I've got, you know, pretty much have the stuff that I need and the stuff that I want. And it's it, it takes a conscious effort to be like, oh, I might want that. And then not buy it and let other people know. I'm doing that with Pikmin 1 through 3. I'm, I may right. not get around to playing them for a year. But it'll be a gift that I'm interested in that I'm, I'm excited enough about getting. That, that I don't already yeah. have. My, my, my caveat was I was always broke. So I would save up to get a game, and then I would play that game until uh, it until I beat everything. I was a completionist, kind of like our, our friend Brogan. Yeah. Um, I was a bit of a completionist, only because I didn't have shit else to do. Right, so it's like oh, I, I might as well play. I might as well try to figure out every fucking thing I can do in this game, in particular. I like you know playing Spider Man. I would go get every single backpack, every single photo, every single, you know, you do all the missions and the side missions. You know, Destiny was a was a big. Doesn't take up a lot of my fucking life, but it was a game where you know you could go and you could repeat challenges and things. You know, you just go here and you get whatever. XP or whatever money or whatever you got in Destiny. I don't, I don't fucking remember now. It's been so long since I played. But, you know, you did that and, and you do that level again and do that level again and do that level again and, you know, you master it and you kind of know and you figure it out. Uh, Red Dead Redemption. You best believe I built a fucking farm and I, I <laughs> you know, uh, there, put everything you know, there. There are valuable life lessons to learn in games like that. And, and one of them I learned all the way back in Super Nintendo times, a game that I absolutely loved and made sure that I went out and reacquired when it became important to me to get my nostalgia systems back. Uh, because as life and moving on and everything, you you shed all that stuff. And then you're like, fuck, I wish I had, you know, you get to a more stable point in your life where you're like, I wish I would have had that. And then there's those key key games that you have to go out and find. And like, you know, Link to the Past, which is another Legend of Zelda game, was one that I had to go get. But the game that that legitimately taught me life lessons was a game called Secret of Evermore. And it was one of these like top down, you're running around doing adventure stuff, fighting bad guys. You've got this dog companion that every so often morphs into a different type of dog, but it's still your dog and the same dog. Like it goes from like this junkyard dog to a fluffy little poodle to some like greyhound and, and, and whatever. Um, and then it becomes a robot dog. I may have the order of those mixed up, but um, (laughs) you know, as you fight stuff, you level up and you get better weapons and you get better weapon skills and everything like that. And there was a point in that game early on where I committed myself to just grinding to staying. And cause that's the other word for it. Cause grinding, it was one of yeah. those, like it was one of those types of games where when you would go off the st- screen and then go back to the previous screen, all of the baddies w- would respawn. So I could get to a point where I could bounce between a handful of screens and just fight the same enemies over and over again for days. 
<laughs> and in games like that, it very much reflects life in the sense that you could choose to blitz your ass through everything as quick as possible. And when you get to the later levels, it's just as hard, if not harder than when you first started, or you could take right. your time. You can grind, you can build a foundation and you can get to the point where you are on level 50 doing level 30 shit. And then you can cruise later. Because I I would play that game to the point where I became an absolute powerhouse because I did the tedious shit early where I was like, you know, you normally will blitz through this stage at level six. I ain't leaving until I get to level 15. And right. so I'm moving on right. to level seven stuff at level 15. And when I find a good dense spot with some baddies, we're not leaving here till we get to level 20 and so on and so right. forth. You know, there's this yeah. marketplace in that game where there's all these different stalls and people selling different stuff and you can sit down right. there and you can jot down, okay, he's selling this for that. And it wasn't like one universal currency. It was like, you can, you can trade six shells for, for two jars. And then over here you could trade two jars for eight bags of spice and you could take these, you right. know, whatever, but you could jot all this stuff down and track all this stuff and be like, okay here's the cycle that I've got to run, get this, take it there, take it there, take it there, take it there and just cash in. You could play right. the game. And, and that was another place in that game where I was just like, okay, we're going to nine, 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 this thing. I don't remember if that game particularly like, you know, a lot of games will max out. Like you can only get a certain number. So fine. Uh, right. So I, yeah. I pushed for whatever that was, if it maxed out or a number that was like, I will never need anything ever again for the rest of this game. I'm going to do the work here and I'm going to do the work right. now. Um, and I did. Yeah. Grind, my grinding game was resident, uh, red dead redemption yeah. two. you know, you go in and it mainly was the hunting. There was the, the, the grind you had to go to an area, you had to hunt and you know, you hunt, you got, you can get better weapons. <clears throat> you get the money, you can buy better weapons, you do more hunting you get enough things. You can get all the, my goal is get all the clothing, all the gear in order for the, these clothing. I need, we need these types of animals. And the only thing about that was, man, you, the animals weren't guaranteed to be seen. You got it. It's like hunting. You got to go out and see if you see it. You know, hunting cougars was always a trip because those fuckers can kill you. It's always a trip. You know, no, <laughs> you know, right. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you may think you're going to go and, and get this. But when you hunt a predator, be prepared to be prey, you know. Uh, but I, I would spend hours just grinding, not completing any of the storyline. And and then what, what upset me the most was when I found out that if you if you did complete the storyline, like if you're in a certain area and you completed the storyline and it moves you forward in the story that you couldn't go back and get shit that was in that previous yeah. place. I was like, oh, what the? Now, and okay, so then, you know what? What the fuck? I said, fuck that. I'm starting back from the beginning. And, oh, and restarting I'll, I'll, games. And then and suck and go through the storyline. And okay, I, I, can I skip this, this cut scene? Because I've fucking seen this 35 times now. And I'm going to do all the things here. I'm going to do all the things here. Uh, 
little technical glitch. If, if this doesn't edit cleanly, that's what happened. Uh, anywho, like I was saying, the my favorite type though is where you can restart the game after you've completed yeah. the game. So you can go back from the beginning, but then you have all the shit you gathered in the game. Oh, nice. And you can replay the game fully powered up. Like I love those kind of games because then you're just then you're just plowing through, you know, countless NPCs because you have all the powers, you're maxed out and everything. And then it's just like if I started this game as a complete superhero, how would that have gone? You know, and and that's a lot of fun. So I do enjoy that. Yeah, I'll tell you. I, I enjoy the game where I can beat the up a restarting bunch of, of games. Uh, if I tell you that I bought Skyrim six times, I probably restarted Skyrim 60 times. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just been like, nope, I want to do it differently. I want to focus on this or I want to focus on that or, or, or whatever. And I don't know how many times I reset myself in that game. I don't know how many different, you know, channels of, of restart. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I'm this time around. I, if I have to make the weight allowance for it, I'm going to, I'm bringing my fucking PlayStation. I'm not doing Spain again without my PlayStation. That was, that was tough. Cause all I had was, you know, video games on my phone and that I'm either playing some kind of, you know, word game or raid shadow legends, which is what I play, you know, I'm doing my Wadoku and, what have you? I bought my PlayStation, so I didn't bring it last time. I was gonna bring it, and then you know we're flying. There's weight issues. We're flying now, but I'm gonna make allowances for it. If there's something else I gotta not not bring in order to supply the weight. The good news is there's a lot of stuff that we had before that we we don't need now because we're planning for a cruise, and and we understand packing a bit better. Yeah. So, you know, and this will fit in my carry on. So. Yeah, I can't wait for those adjustments. But before we get before we get too far too random into you know, I know this is a travel podcast, and I'm, I'm definitely you talk talked about, about traveling with your staying. PlayStation. Yeah, exactly, exactly that Saturday night, right? We're going back to Saturday night. So Saturday night, that that the Saturday night's right. Uh, is not right night. Uh, yeah, what what were you doing Saturday night? Saturday night. Oh. um... Saturday nights when I actually went downtown and, and hung out with Kevin, went to Kevin's show. And, you know, I always try to do so when I was in town, a whole group of people from the summit went Friday night, but I was a space cadet and did not join them. I was just, you know, uh, yeah. Um, So I got to go there, saw him. Another one of the hypnotists that was in the class with me was there uh, or also was there and we, you know, we sat in the back and hung out together and he has been doing a lot of street hypnosis and was teaching me how they basically do these kind of walk up wham, bam, like 30 second inductions, which are interesting. The problem for me is, you know, and they do these things that are just not, necessarily my style like they're not doing a show i want to do a show i want to be entertaining what they are doing is being and and look to each their own i'm not knocking this i'm just saying that what i've seen of it what i've contemplated of it at this juncture is not necessarily for me 
it's not saying that I'm not going to learn more about it. I'm not going to explore this and not try to make it me. But a lot of what I see with a lot of street hypnotists is a spectacle, you know, and they've all. And they, well, yeah, because you only, you only have a really short amount of time. So it has to be big, flashing. And, and they're doing it to, to put on video, to put on TikTok or other social media channels. And then they, they claim, many of these folks claim that from there, they get hired to do these crazy ass gigs that also don't sound like the types of gigs that I want to do. The, the money seems good. Right. It seems to fit their personality, which is all fine and good. But like, I would rather, if I'm going to learn this and get into this, I'd love to more do it in a setting where, like, if you go someplace like New Orleans, for example, and you run into a magician who's got a street show or is a busker there, they've got their little table set up. They got whatever going on and they do like a 15 or 20 minute show and then pass the hat. I'd rather develop this instead of a rapid fire. Like I'm going to hypnotize and do something, you know, silly to this person and then send them on their way. And then the next person comes up and it's like, Ooh, ooh hypnotize me. Cause all these guys are wearing shirts that say, you know, ask me to hypnotize you, blah, 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 blah. And they get people to approach them. They don't approach anybody from my understanding. Um, you know, I, I would want there to be a show to it. I'd want to at least do like 15 minutes worth of routines, 20 minutes worth of routines. And then if appropriate, pass the hat. If people want to pay me money, great. Right. You're not, you're not a street performer. You're a stage performer. That, that's, I think that's that what... I can adapt it. I think I can get there. It's certainly not a priority of mine. <laughs> No, no need. Don't, don't even waste any energy going that direction. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's cool, it's fun to watch, but if that's not where your heart lives, fuck it, let it go. You know, don't who gives a shit. And you know, fo fo focus on increasing that stage performance. Yeah. So I, I, I hung out with Kevin for a bit after the show. How's how was the, the show? Show's always great. It, it, it that his show, he's just you know, he's constantly working on it. Like a lot of performers will get into a comfort zone and then run the same show until they have to change it. He's always looking for ways to improve that show, different routines, different bits to do different ways to make it unique to the audience that's in front of him. Uh, so it's, it's always a pleasure to see his show when I'm back in town. And, and honestly, every time I get to see it over a period of time, I've evolved and I've progressed. So I'm seeing it through different lenses almost every time I'm looking at different things. I'm right. analyzing different things that he's doing different ways, you know? So, so it, it very much helps bring me back home and allows me to kind of reflect on what I'm doing and, and really gather some value out of it to help me level up what I'm doing. Nice. So, so what you get hanging out with Kevin, where'd you guys go? What what was the hanging out after the uh, show? We, like? I mean, we just went to one of the restaurants that's in the Four Queens, grabbed a drink, uh, hung out, and then uh, and from there, I just grabbed an Uber, went home, and crashed. Like I didn't stay up. I, I don't think I gambled at all that night. It was it was a really different trip all around for me. Like you probably, right. and we'll get to Sunday night. Probably witnessed me gamble almost as much as I did the whole trip. Like. Probably about 40% wow. of my gambling happened within the the hour or so that we hung out. Like it was not that kind of trip for me. And part of that was I was there for business. Part of that was yeah. I was a, a, a freak. And you're I, wiped. I was wiped. I was a space cadet. I didn't adjust. 
Um, Which is hilarious. That we we had so much talked about how much you were, how easy it is to adjust mm-hmm. and how frequently. And then and then the world went, nah, fuck you, judge. Uh, no. Oh, you oh you think you got me figured out? You think you got this 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 jet lag shit yeah, figured out? You, Feel this. Feel this. But I'll tell you, and, and we'll circle yeah. back around to this um, at some point in time, whether it's in this episode or not. But I think a lot of it is, you know, I used to go to the gym three to four times a week. I, I've never been, you know, in my adult life in amazing shape, but I was in better shape. My schedule has gotten me off of that. I've probably mm. in the past six or eight months put on 20, 25 pounds. All of those things I believe contributed to this inability to adjust. More now. And yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Speaking of that, bro, I've uh, side note, I've gained, I've stepped on the scale uh, recently. And since I've been back in California, I've gained about 12 pounds. It's only been like a month. Right. Right. That sounded very judgy. I'm right. sorry. That sounded very judgy. That that was that, that <laughs> but, was reactionary. I mean, to be to be fair, it isn't your name. Oh. But still, fuck. I uh so you know, part of me is, you know, a lot of us not we're not walking here as much, you know, at least I'm not walking here as much because it's just a f- really fucking boring walk um we'll 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 keep the vegas recap in this episode Uh, i definitely want to touch on how the 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 now that we're a month back really the significant differences i've noticed between spain and california in terms of just living here like i really want to dive deep into to some of that so we'll, we'll we'll kick that off in episode 74 all, all, all but, I'm going to uh, say is that upon my return home, and I will, I will gladly get into this more deeply at a more appropriate time. Um, I consciously made a decision, whether I was right in the analysis of this or not. I believe that my decision was proper. I decided, nope, I'm going back. I'm going to make it happen. As of right now, I'm not on an airplane until I'm on an airplane to Egypt. So I've got months and months and months of most of my shows and stuff being local. And I am going back to the gym. And I was in the gym Thursday. I was in the gym Friday. I was in the gym Monday and Tuesday. And today is Thursday. So I can't really do Wednesday scheduling wise, but I've been in the gym every other weekday since. And I, I I am not a fate type of person. I am not, mm-hmm. I, I, I am ironically and, and kind of, kind of counterpoint to that, a karma type of person, like what you feed into the world comes back to you. But that's, I mean, that's, but that's visible. I'm, I'm not so much one of those, everything happens for a reason type of people, but all I'm going to say without getting too deep into it is please go listen to the interview that we did recently and posted with Jen Briney and just dig into that, whether or not what we talked about with her, the heavier stuff resonates with you or not. She's got a two and a half 
hour episode where she pours her heart out on the last 15 months of her life on her Congressional Dish podcast. I don't care why you listen to it. It is worth listening to. It, it is, really is. It is. It is. And I'll get, I'll, like I said, I'll get into it another time. Not this episode. Right. 10 out of yeah, 10 yeah. would recommend. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was amazing. As you mentioned that, I had to go back and I started listening to it. I haven't gotten all the way through. Oh, it, I'm still not all the way through it, moving, but I got, and, 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 you know, it's, 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 I consider Jen a friend, you know, um, and it's, it's, but we're, you know, tangential, we're more associates than, than real like, like friends, friends, whatever. But it, it's, it's interesting and deep to hear, you know, the struggles that, you know, somebody, you know, is going through and you're like, man, fuck, that's, I've been there. So, you know, uh, definitely check it out, check it out. Uh, and there, there was a, go look at our, our last bonus episode, uh, this, that dropped this past Saturday at this recording last two Saturdays ago as of this, um, airing where, uh, in the link of that, in the summary of that episode, I put a link to her, her, uh, the link to okay, that cool. interview, um, that that episode. So, so be sure to go check that out. All right, Sunday, no, no, Sunday, no, Sunday, Sunday, you, you Sunday, Sunday, Saturday. I told my you Saturday already. Saturday. I talked about hosting karaoke. Yeah, yeah. I have Saturday night written down here as if we stopped before we got there. No, Saturday night's I'm where we take left off. Your word for it. <laughs> I don't listen to the episodes. <laughs> yeah, I talked about hosting karaoke and downstairs and. Uh, Shout out to all the, the folks who came out to to karaoke and, and had a lot of fun. It was really great getting back into that. So that was Saturday night. That's why I started. Sunday is where where we're getting getting into it. Um, so Sunday, did you, was there more conference for you Sunday morning? Yeah, or, Sunday was, or was a full day. Stop? I did, I, t- I did talk okay. at least about me giving my presentation on Saturday, right? Okay. Yes. It says Saturday night, so I knew that I got through my presentation. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Sunday, uh, another full day at the the conference. In fact, because of the call time for the Secret Circus, I actually ended up leaving before the very last parts of it um, to get to Jackpot in time, which I got there way early and in plenty of time, but that's just my personality. I, I'm not... I, I Something has to go wrong for me to be late somewhere. It's right. not me. Um, so that show, which you were at, so our stories have now reconverged, yes. uh, was exceptional on all fronts. I think. Yeah. If you, yeah, that, that show, that show was, um, uh, go ahead and tell it from your perspective, and then I'll tell it from my perspective. So I show up there. I've never been to this place before. Uh, I am the the showroom that we were in is up on the second floor. I walk, which was a surprise I, to me. You know, I, I walk in there. I look at the stage. I look at the lighting rig. I look at like the backstage areas and all this other stuff. And I'm like, damn they got this shit set up. There's this big video wall behind it. And for anybody that's on our Patreon, even the free tier, I have taken the video of my two bits, put them together into one video, and they are already on the Patreon for anybody at any tier. So whether you are 
And if, and if you're not on the Patreon yet, just swing over to bullwiththebutthole.com. That's bullwithabutthole.com. So the whole video of my portion of the performances, which is a bit in the first half and a bit in the second half, and they are linked together. Uh, they are on there for you to, to take a look at. There are some super fun moments in my performance. Uh, I have not reached out to anybody to kind of determine what the ethics might be or the desires might be of me posting any of the stuff for the other performers. Uh, that might be something that maybe I figure that out and it gets dropped to the paid tier just to make sure that it's paid wall paywalled out of respect to those folks. I don't mind putting my stuff right. out there for the free tier, please. By all means, I love you guys. That's what I'm here for, but I don't feel like I should be doing that with other people's stuff. Cause you, you never know what people are, are, are doing that routine that night for, like, for example, I probably right. shouldn't be putting mine out on pay the free tier because the version of my staple gun routine that I did has been submitted for season 11 of a certain show that a friend of ours is the head writer on you read between oh, season 11 or season 11 and a half season 11 season 12 what's they've been renewed for season okay. 11 they are accepting submissions now i didn't this video nice. from this performance isn't what was submitted it was a different run through but i have i've same, submitted same. the routine and it's really probably not that i give a shit about fooling anybody but it's the kind of thing that you want to keep under wraps until it airs and then you blast it all out there. But, and, right. and, and this is not me saying that anybody has accepted me or that I'm going to be on the show. I'm just saying that I've submitted the, the routine. Right. So there were some very, very interesting acts. Matt Donnelly, I will tell you, he also did a bit in the first half and the second half. As many of you know, I have performed on the same stage as him many, many times. Motherfucker was on Sunday yeah. night. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen Matt Donnelly quite a bit. I've seen a he, lot of his work, a lot, a lot. I want to say, really good. At least from what I've seen, he was at his best that night. Well, you know, I mean, think about it. Like he took, you know, I hadn't seen him before he went on tour. You know, with the Foolers yeah. tour, right? So he's now, you know, a touring magician. Like, he, uh, like before he was, you know, at first he was a friend doing magic. And, you know, he had ties with, you know, Pendulet. And he had access to all these magicians. And so, you know, he's like trying his hand. And dab he'll, he'll tell the same thing. Yeah. He, you know, he dabbled in it. And and like, well, you know, I can do a trick and it'll be a lot of fun. And, and then, but... He's now like fucking no. Matt Donnelly, the mind ruler, is a fucking magician. Like, oh, yeah. He is a bona fide. Yeah, the you tux know, on. touring around the world. It was. It was. You know. He. He's. He's. He's leveled up to continue the video yeah. game. Oh speak. yeah. He, Matt Donnelly is definitely leveled up, and and uh, it's it always does my heart good to see when friends excel. Definitely the headliner of oh, yeah. that show. And, and, and rightfully so. I will say from a producer standpoint, yeah. Stacy did an amazing job. The flow of the show was yep. great. It ran super smooth. I mean, you wouldn't, if, if I told you that there were nine performers doing a variety show 
who most of whom have never worked together on the same stage. Ten, if you count Stacy, nine acts because one of them was was three people right. in the act. So you wouldn't fucking right. believe me that there were no rehearsals, there were no run-throughs, there were no nothing. We just went and did the thing, and it was pro level. Right. Well, we'll get into my aspect and okay. my vision that uh, um, of. From the performance standpoint, every single performer was exceptional. They did their thing. They wowed the audience. They were able to, you know, pivot when dummies in like every Vegas audience have to reach out and say stupid shit or or try to become a part of the show more so than they need to be. Or, um, it's funny. Uh, uh so from the the crowd standpoint i always have to view these especially magic shows and i know where shows members of the audience get pulled on stage i first and foremost have to curb my desire to be on stage right i'm one of those people i love to volunteer i absolutely want to get up there and help i want to be a part of this i want to do it or whatever however my name is big Mm -hmm. sexy and they always ask people what their name is and I have to say, well, you know what? Let me curb that because if they call me up on stage and they ask me what my name is, and when I tell them it's Big Sexy, that's going to become a thing. That's going to become the thing. It becomes what everybody becomes curious about. Like, fuck the trick. Who's this guy named Big Sexy? What the fuck is that? And right, and then and then that that fuckers off the truck. So like, nope. Let me let other people share the spotlight. People ease your names to oh, yeah, to yeah, get yeah. through and have fun. So that being said, so then watching folks pull up the same guy, uh, I think his name was Frank, like three different people pulled him up on stage <laughs> because of where he was sitting. He was sitting like yeah. right in the middle, which is that sweet spot for for assistance. And for people who have lights shining in their eyes and can't see further than that mm-hmm. for the most part. <laughs> right. Oh, you're a guy. You look like you're kind of here, but you're medium paying attention i'm pointing as far as i can see and it's you sir (laughs) and it's you (laughs) the only person i got somebody Um, from the back of the room for one of my routines is because i step off the stage and go into the audience for one of my for my opener right which is consequently the opener to every single show i do period now or a version of what was seen that night right uh the, the the bones of it are the same but now, I, you know, you work in you. Uh, you try to work the room that you're performing in. Like you will see me yeah. deliver a line. You'll see me deliver many lines in that show. If you watch it on bullwiththebutthole.com, that you may never hear me say in stage show again, because they're specifically tailored to the room that you're in. And you know, right. I'm talking about examples in my opener of ways that you might experience or have experienced hypnosis in your everyday life and show of hands. This is, this is the, I, I thought about this line for a whole fucking week. I usually don't script much of anything. This line had been bouncing around in the follow-up line in my head for better than a week, probably show of hands. How many of you out there are athletes? And I was expecting the silence I received, which allowed <laughs> me to be like, fuck am I kidding? 
this is a magic and variety show. None of y'all are athletes. <laughs> <laughs> and it got the exact reaction that I wanted. Like, it was just like, right. yep, this guy's in the room. You want to be in the room as a performer. And this is, this is, a, yeah. you're not even talking about this to an improv guy. It's in your blood, but just, just being there and letting the audience know that you're there with them. There is no fourth right. wall. If you do this, shit which is right, why Matt Donnelly is a king is at this king shit. among just peasants. Like I, I, my, yes. my skills at doing this pale in comparison to him and I, I consider myself to be entertaining enough to keep doing what I'm doing, but. But now you know why Big Sexy keeps re recommending doing. Oh, yeah, I, I, look, my, my whole thing Definitely is, is you know, like, I am almost at the point that I could be in that comfort zone of having a show I could do every single day, but that's not me. I want to get better. I want to continue to get better in all the ways that right. I can. I'm probably going to spend a week in Oregon at the end of July with a group of people doing county fair shows, which is probably oh, wow. one of the roughest environments to do hypnosis. And several people have been, I can why imagine, would you right? want to do that? I'm like, because if I keep doing the shows that I'm doing now, I'm going to be just as good or marginally better with each one. If I go someplace that's a war zone, I can level up. You'll be yeah, you I'm going to get up. my ass kicked level up. and then I'm going to lick my wounds and come back the next day. I'm going to do five shows in a week and I'm going to get feedback from people that have been doing this for 40 years and I'm going to get my own feedback and my own notes and other people that are doing this with me and tweak it and improve it. And I am going to be on a different level when I get done with that. And I'm skipping magic live to do it. That tells you how important it is to me. How serious you are, how important that is. That's amazing. That's, that's going to be, I can't wait to chop that up and talk about that as well. Now I say this next part with the caveat that I am a DJ. I am a, a, a performer and a DJ and I DJ a lot of weddings. So I understand the importance of sound cues and getting things together. I've also been a sound guy. I'm not as well-versed as Jacob, the audio guy. That's what he does for a, a profession. But I have done sound and audio. Whoever they got to do their sound and audio needs a swift kick in the dick and um, a couple of lessons on how to keep a show moving and finding the problem that may have existed in the first couple of acts, fixing it. So it never happens again. So it doesn't repeat after every fucking act that, that, that so by the time you come to the second half of the show, you should not be having this, any of the same problems you had in the first half of the show. That was not the case. So the uh, performers superb. Uh, sound guy, and it's funny, I was sitting next to Spadoni. Well, shout out to uh, Michael Spadoni, an amazing pianist in Las Vegas uh, and ICS fame. Uh, we kept, you, you know, you do that look at each other when the, like, what the fuck is happening? What, what is going on? There's also proof that also showed me that you hadn't done a run through. Right. Um, there had been no, no, no uh, tech, tech. Definitely rehearsal. not. Right. The, and and 
that if if your host has to give the audio guy the same request three times, yeah. you need a new audio. Yeah, there, guy. there were definitely some hiccups if there. She, yes. Yeah, if she keep, has to keep saying, "Hey, can you turn the background music down a bit?" You need to market what level that background music is and never put it higher than that. As a matter of fact, put it even a little bit lower because she. I have a feeling that Stacey Stardust will be fine sans music. We appreciate the ambiance, but you're not doing well. And, you know, everybody had their musical tracks and they had to wait for him to figure it out. Uh, I'm, you know, no, no disrespect to those who have a vision impairment, but this fucker was blind. Uh, seemed and because I would watch him like dig into the studio, uh, into the microphone, um, the microphone, the computer, and 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 really try to see what he was doing, make sure he was on the right track. Like, oh, they definitely did not do a tech because this is terrible. This is why you do tech rehearsals. This is why you have everybody come in, you know, three hours, two hours. Well, if you have how many, how many acts you have come in three hours before the show and make sure the sound is running good. Make sure he has already done it at least one time and has his, has his cues ready to go for the show. So he's not fumbling and figuring shit out that did take away from the awesomeness that was the performance. And that's why I'm harping on it so hard because it did make a difference. I also wondered, you know, how many, of the performers, because you guys would do your, do your set, or or you'd be out in the audience, and then like two performers before your set, you go backstage. Yeah, about that. And then one act, oh, then one act would come out, and then you would come out, and then you come back in the house. And I noticed that the sound cue issues. I don't know how much it resonated backstage. How much oh, I couldn't any of that, which is why none of my comments were geared toward that. My, my, right, right. My I, okay, flow, the, the performers don't know. Considerations were more along the lines of it made sense to have this act follow that act follow that act. Like that's the flow that for me works right. like amazingly. Uh, but if you didn't hear what was happening in the house, with I mean, the I saw like shows. the little snafu and stuff with Stacy and the headset mic and stuff, weird stuff like that, and right. swapping in and out microphones, and you know, there were definitely some some. Tech snafus are tech snafus. That's going to happen. That's not a problem. I don't mind that. But when it's uh, uh, operator snafu, like, come on, do better. And of course, me, both me and Spadoni do music and, you know, uh, are, are in that business. We're like, fuck, you could have hired me to do this. I could have done it for you. And Spadoni <laughs> like, oh, how long have you been in Vegas? I said, I got it a couple of days ago. So there's no way you could have done this. I said, no, I could have done it. <laughs> they would hit me up. I'd be like, yeah, I got you. I'll come in. I think, let me figure out the system and I'll get it working. I'll make sure there won't be any snafus. So other than that, the show is phenomenal. I do have to backtrack on my Sunday afternoon was spent playing Mahjong yeah. uh, at my friend Marilyn's house. Shout out to Marilyn. Thank you very much for hosting. And shout out to all the, the International Mahjong Butt Touching Society definitely are, uh, appreciate you all. You made us feel so welcome and loved. And it was it was the worst kept secret that we were coming back into town. I wanted it to be a secret, but then I booked two gigs. And so, uh, or I booked the, the 
Yeah, book two gigs. I had the, the improv with Bleach on Thursday, and then I was hosting karaoke on Saturday. So, of course, that means on social media, I'm blasting that, hey, oh, yeah, come yeah. out and come see me. Come come see Big Sexy, which told any, everybody who, <laughs> who in the Mahjong, oh, Big Sexy is going to be in Vegas. That means he's probably coming to Mahjong. Not that hilarious would it be if I was in Vegas and didn't go to Mahjong. It would have sucked. That would never happen. But just was like, where, where the fuck was he? We know he's in Vegas. <laughs> oh, no, we left Saturday night. Now. But uh, uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. I got to nerd out, talk with my boy, Sean. Shout out to Sean. Uh, appreciate you. I don't get to really nerd out, talk a lot um, with the missus or anybody else. So it was really good to dive deep into the Marvel stuff and Invincible in the boys' world and stuff like that. So that felt really good. Reconnected with uh, the potential host of what would have been my third podcast, uh, my friend Jasmine. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, shout out to Biggums and Jazz, uh, Stuff and Stuff with Biggums and Jazz, which was at the time we started my second podcast. I went from zero podcasts to two podcasts to one podcast back to two podcasts. Where are we on time, by the um, way? Because we got the little hiccup with the, the what was the first segment? We're, we're, we're at about, uh, because I, I paused it as opposed to completely stopping and restarting, we're at about just about okay. an hour. So we're getting, we're getting a little close, overtime on this one, guys. Gals. Yeah, just a little and bit, just a little bit. Um, yeah, and the food was phenomenal, but it's another reason why we're gaining weight because my Vegas trip, I'm sure I gained like seven of those 12 pounds in Vegas. You know, as much eating and stuff. I know I came back heavier and it's, it's but it was so worth it. It was so worth it. I was good to see everybody uh, right back into the swing of things, playing Mahjong. And I fucking love that community, you know. So I want to give a big shout out to if, if you guys and listeners, if you want to learn how to play Mahjong, you never played Mahjong, hit me up. Uh, we'll set something up. I know how to teach. I'm learning how to teach it online now so I can show people how to do it online. I might actually start doing a Mahjong instruction workshop that, you know, paid Mahjong instruction workshop. Wow. So, you know, Mahjong for uh, interested folks. Because I realized that I've taught, you know, about 50 people how to play Mahjong. And I thought, man, if all those people gave me five bucks, I'd have a good amount of money right now. You know, I could I could have had some much you know better dinners. So, you know, doing the online Mahjong instruction, that's not a bad idea. I, I, I'm going to workshop see how that works, how to fix that. I'm going to run this a couple of trials with some friends of mine and get that figured out and and all that stuff. But. That was a blast. And then again, so my so coming into that night after, you know, leaving Mahjong and then the wife kind of backed out on coming to see the show with me. Uh, so I ended up not needing your free, even though I was on the list, I had an extra ticket that kind of just went to what I consider. Okay. That's that one. That was tipping Stacy Stardust. That, that, that money went to congratulations. There was free money there. I couldn't find anybody at such short notice. Cause my wife let me know, like, maybe about well, 30 minutes prior to showtime that she wasn't going to go to see the show. I'm like, well, fuck, I don't know if I can find somebody in 30 minutes. And I couldn't. <laughs> as much as many people as I know in Las Vegas, that, that, that's too short amount of time. But uh, I'm, I host a karaoke at the same bar. I mentioned that um, at the Jackpot Bar and Grill, but downstairs. Yeah. I was on the downstairs stage, and I didn't know that they had an upstairs stage. So... 
when I when I host it, I'm like, oh, I guess what the show's gonna be, whatever, whatever. But going up to the oh, this makes sense. This is where it's supposed to be. This this looks like a professional, full on theater space that can host a, a variety show of this nature. And uh, yours truly might be trying to make it to the first Sunday in April show. I'm gonna put together uh, either. Not, I was thinking either a parody song or they mentioned poetry. And I was thinking of doing cringy poetry from Big Se- from the Teenage Big Sexy. Uh, poetry that I've written. And I have shared before on uh, uh, ICS and that uh, man is ICS. You know, they did the uh, high school poetry, whatever. And I have some other poem. I wrote a lot of fucking poetry back in the day. So I might pull out the cringiest and I have to figure out like what the show aspect of yeah. it is. I have the piece and, and rehearse that and, and figure out what the outfit is. I'm thinking going very much like an Urkel look um, or or something along those nine lines of very, uh, I don't want to look hip. I want to look uncomfortable, you know, as I do this cringe. Cause that's, that feels, that feels circusy to me. Right, just doing a straight up poetry reading, a spoken word that doesn't feel like the space for right. it. It doesn't feel like you know. There's I need to get be, political. Gimmick's not the right word, but there's got to be some depth to it. It's a right. vibe. It's a vibe. There has to be some kind of some kind of aspect that is uh, um, extravagant and and spectacle. There has to be some spectacle to it, right? Not just straight hardcore rhyming or you know what have you i have those pieces as well this is not the place for that this is a place for okay let me have some fun it needs to be a lot more fun right and and so i think doing the cringy poetry piece so that's what i'm gonna be working on i'm gonna submit up once i have it down and if i know for sure i have at least my goal is to have at least six pieces um either i can do them all in one shot or three and three whatever Whatever works, depending upon how that that works. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I picked that or they picked that. Whatever. Um, but I'll put that show together. I'm gonna fill out the application, and maybe the first uh, week in April, make it back out to Vegas with another performance. Yes. And that'll be a lot of fun. So if I do, and if I am able to go that first week in April, I'll definitely go to uh, see and play with Bleach again. I'll ask if I can host karaoke again. You never know, and. Uh, and then have the show on that Sunday. So we'll we'll see. I keep I'll keep you guys posted. Again, first week in April's kind of been away, so we have some time to figure that out and, and see how that goes. But yeah, um, from other than the, the sound issues that I mentioned before, it was an amazing fucking show. Yeah, a wide variety of people, crazy levels of performance comfortability. You know, uh, you could tell people who do a niche and, and are working at it. Right. You can tell people are working on things, but also things that they've have polished. Right. There seemed to be a mixture of that. And it's those kind of shows are always interesting, intriguing to me because you feel closer to the performer. Yeah. Right. It's not like going to see Penn and Teller. They're down there on the stage so far away. They're icons. You know, these are people that you may know or don't know, but can get to know 
performing and doing stuff until they, and some of them make get big and become icons themselves. You can say, oh, I knew them when, you know what I mean? So that's a great place. Shout out to Stacy Stardust for giving folks a, a, a place to perform and, you know, a, a, a showcase in Vegas, which you think would have a lot more of those, and they, it just doesn't. It's 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 sad, you know, used to, but there's not a whole lot of rooms yeah. where you can do that kind of stuff anymore. So it's really great that you found a place. And shout out to Jackpot yeah. Bar and Grill for having a place to do that. Um, also for letting me host karaoke there for having cried a karaoke in your house. So we appreciate that as well. It was a great time, man. I had a really good time. Overall, Vegas was awesome. Yeah. And then, and then after the show, to bring it all back home, the last little bit of, of our Vegas trip, you and I yeah. hung out. You gave me some instruction on on how to look at games and seeing which ones are ready to pop. And I think you, you made know, a couple bucks that uh, night. I did. I did. I went home with more than I walked in with, so I consider that oh, a yeah, victory. And I took it. I took it home. I didn't put it all into New York, New York, which I was afraid I was going to do. Cause I, I felt the bug, I felt the vibe, but I also I'm I'm very much a, a don't gamble on the strip type of person, right? And so, uh, winning the money in the Orleans, which I've done before, and then taking it to New York, New York, I went, nope, this is going in my pocket, and this is this is buying food, something or other, or other later. So that was that was a lot of fun. That was pretty cool walking around. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, it was. Uh, not painful, but it was wasn't wasn't great. I like watching you spend so much money, which I consequently won like back watch, the next morning. But which you absolutely did, which, which was a beautiful thing. I'm so happy. Okay, great, great, great. <laughs> but like we're sitting, we're sitting in the high limit, and I'm watching you play. And this happens anytime I'm sitting with anybody watching them play, right? Not just you, but anytime I'm watching somebody play, all my brain is going naturally to what I could do with that money. You know, oh, with the money he just put in that machine, my system would be on fucking point. <laughs> you know, I'd have all the equipment, everything needed, but you know, uh, that's, but I'm going to try to, you know, get that. And part of me goes, well, you know, if you get there, if you get up there, then you can, if you have that to risk, you have that to win. And so it, it, it played, it played both of that in my brain. But all the while I'm sitting going, oh, that's another $37. Oh, that's another $37. Oh, that's another $37. With, <laughs> with that we spend. I'm going, come on, hit something, hit something. So this is a feel good. Like, oh, that is all that gone. Yeah, well, uh, the Nevada State Department of uh, Gambling, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your contribution. We'll be able to keep the lights on for another day. For another 10 seconds. Yeah, but overall, man, it was it was a lot of fun. Had a good time. Really, really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, I don't know when I'll be back, but I'll be back at some point in time. Hopefully in June, yes. if not before. Taping some TV. All right now, when do you leave for uh, Egypt? May. I'm gone basically the ninth through the nineteenth. May ninth through the nineteenth. All right, cool deal. So. We got we got plenty of time and plenty of recordings, oh, yeah. well, well before then. So that that'll be exciting. Well, awesome. Well, yeah. Well, you know uh, that was amazing, and we appreciate it. I'm thinking, uh, and this is a little bit. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, you you, were, you didn't know this was coming. I didn't know this was coming. 
I was thinking we need to have some kind of, I know we have an outro song that plays at the very end, but I think we need some kind of little wrap up music, right? That cues us into giving all the calls to action, you know, uh, telling people to come out and support, or not to come out and support, but you know, to go to bigsexynomad.com. And I mean, for uh, now, with time today, we're just going to tell you to do all the things. Yeah, do all the things. Go to, we already mentioned bullwiththebutthole.com. Uh, I want to find some, some kind of transitional music. Uh, I don't know what this is. Hold on a second. Yeah, that's that's labeled as news music, and that that feels that feels too big and epic to. Wait, to, do you uh, get to fight Mike Tyson next? Right, <laughs> right. I feel like when you completed a level. Uh, and you, you're leveling up, and you're like not, a little full you're, you're circle shot to the next cutscene, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, exactly, exactly that. All right, y'all listeners. Well, thanks for hanging in there. We appreciate y'all. Uh, stay tuned. Like we said, go do other things. Send us wrong answers only. Send us some emails. Send us your stories of what video games you like yeah. to play. And um, if you if you travel with a video game system, I want to hear that. Let me know how that is for you. We love to hear about all that kind of stuff. You can hit us up at bigsexynomad at gmail.com. Go to our website, do all the things and all that goodness. But in the meantime, safe travels. Safe travels.